Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 237th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, uh, have you watched Black Mirror at all this season? I absolutely have. Have you watched all of it? Yeah, now before uh, I have, have you? I've only seen one episode. Which episode was first for you? Uh, the first episode. I always just go through them in order. I know you don't need to, um, but Striking Vipers. Okay, well the only reason why I ask is because some people didn't get Striking Vipers first. Wait, really? Yeah, it's sort of like the uh, love, sex, and robots, or love, death, and robots, um, where different episodes were put in different orders. Oh. Yeah, no, I haven't even finished, uh, what is it, love, death, and robots? I haven't finished that yet. I'm just curious, then, what are your other episodes in the order? I have uh, uh, Smith Smithereens next, and then uh, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley, and whatever else is after that. Yeah, so you and I have the, have it in the same order. Okay. Yeah. So... Striking Vipers. Yeah. Uh, what, like, what? how would you describe the technology that Striking Vipers introduces? So, similar to some other technology, technological, um, I guess, like, I don't really know what the right, word, the right noun is that I'm looking for, but similar to other technologies that we've seen in, in Black Mirror, um, there has kind of been an evolution of, of of these certain devices that hit so that when we're seeing these stores we're seeing their um evolution throughout time and so we're seeing certain like bits of like oh this is this this is this piece of technology in the mainstream for um you know for this particular um feature so mm-hmm. i think this is the same type of technology that was used that we first saw in the i think it was like the white panda episode with um john ham i think it was white panda Similar, with a Similar. cookie. Yeah, white yeah. white bear. Right, I think it's like a very similar, uh, similar form. You know, form uh, not a form field, but like, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, it looks similar, but I don't know if it's like the exact same thing. Yeah. So I guess like if we're gonna think about the exact same thing, then that was episode uh, one of season four. Um, which was the uh, Star Trek episode? Yeah, with with the dude who looks like uh, Matt Damon, fat fat Matt Damon, as uh, Jason Concepcion and Mally Rubin call him. Yeah, fat Damon. Yeah, fat Matt Damon. Uh, that was USS Callister, and so it was the technology. He, again, I don't think he developed that technology, but that was the company that he was working with. Um, basically, that little virtual reality device that you feed that you just stick to your temple and it like sucks you out of your body and you're just on you're more or less unconscious controlling a um an avatar in this digital universe and so we kind of like see similar types of things in san junipero but that was like the actual digital version of yourself being uploaded to the cloud um so i thought it was really interesting seeing it used this way and i feel like this is also um, and similar to USS Callister, similar to a way that I could see this type of technology actually existing in our yeah. world, right? We already have things like augmented reality, virtual reality, which I think we've talked about in the past. But thinking about virtual reality and actually taking your consciousness and replacing all types of synapses and whatever with what exists in this digital realm. So I thought this episode is really interesting. Um, I thought it was really good. Lo- love seeing Papa Doc in there. Uh, Anthony Anthony Mackie is always going to be Papa Dot to me. I was just talking with my siblings. We were just talking about this episode too in, in uh, text, and I was like, "He's never going to be uh, Sam Wilson or Falcon. He's never going to be the Sergeant from uh, the Hurt Locker. He's just always going to be Papa Dot to me. That man will never outgrow that that role for me. Um, I thought he was really good in the episode. Uh, I can't remember. The, yeah. I can't remember the other actor's name. But what did you think of the episode? I thought it was very interesting. I immediately thought of yours and mine, like, gaming relationships. So, like, this idea that, you know, the Papa Doc and the other guy's main character, uh, these two friends who used to be roommates, 
uh, they spend a lot of time playing this like striking vipers. It's sort of like a Mortal Kombat, yeah, Mortal Kombat Tekken, know, that type of thing. Tekken, definitely more Tekken, um, sort of fighting game. And then sort of fast forwards to like ten years later, Papa Doc yep. is like married, living in the suburbs. Yep. Uh, you can sort of tell that like you know he's got a wandering eye. You know he was at the <laughs> yeah, uh, looking at that one chick. Yeah, and. Uh, his friend is like a music producer, still lives in the city, uh, living a single man life. and But they're older, right? Like, so but they're way older. At this older. point, I think they said they, I think he's, I think it was his 38th birthday party when we were reintroduced to Papa Doc and his friend. And so we can assume that um, pretty much the three main characters, uh, Papa Doc's, or An- I'll, I'll refer to him as Anthony Mackey from now on. Anthony Mackey's okay. wi- uh, wife, who was also their roommate, I believe she's also the same age. And then the music producer friend Dave is also thirty-eight. Yeah, and at the point where they haven't met each other for a while, uh, the music producer friend uh, gives him this game, which is the like the ninth or tenth iteration in the series. Yeah. But what's special about this game is like it's the VR, AR, whatever you want to call the component. Yeah, heavily VR. I think at this point. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I, I love know. that they call it Striking Vipers X, by the way. They don't call it 10. Similar yeah. to how I refer to the iPhone, quote, 10, I refer to it as the, the iPhone X. Yeah, and I think that's how most people do it. Yeah. Um, but what's great is he's like Papa Doc, Anthony Mackie is a little bit hesitant because he's probably like he hasn't played games in a while. He's like, I don't really know. He still does. He play, he's always playing Tetris Effect. Oh, is that that's what he's what doing? That, yeah, that's what that game is. It's a real game on the PlayStation, uh, the PS4, I think. And there is a VR component to that game where you can use it with the PlayStation um, virtual reality set. I saw a video on this a while ago where they had one of the like the the masters of Tetris play it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a game called Tetris Effects. It's just kind of like this uh, like musical, cool like effects and stuff. It's like Tetris, but just a lot of like it's like it's like mellow type of Tetris, I guess. Okay, and you know they're fighting. Uh, they're, they're like they get to pick their characters, and it's basically like imagine you were in the game, three D world, fully realized. It seems real. Um, and they start fighting uh, yeah. with like, the same and, characters. And you're controlling the characters, right? So like Anthony Mackie is, um, you know, uh, what was it like Clyde or something? Whatever the ca- the character's name is, Lance. Yeah. So he's he's like in the physical body of Lance and, and Anthony Mackie in real life has a bum knee. And so like they're making fun of his body, which I thought was funny because I was like, he, he's he's literally Falcon. Like they probably filmed this like right after filming the Avengers movies. Like he's he's not he's not like fat or out of shape or anything, but they're uh, they're talking about his body in real life. And he's got a bum knee. And when he's in the game, he can, you know, jump around and stuff and doesn't feel any type of pain in his knee so he's literally the physical manifestation of this avatar in this video game whereas dave decides to pick um the the uh, the female character whose name i can't remember right now yeah um we'll call her sonia yeah that's yeah the mortal Kombat chick yeah and you know they start fighting and he's like oh like you know you'll feel I guess, do you really feel pain or do you feel the impact? I think you must feel like a muted version of the impact. I don't think they would have, I don't know if they would have fought as hard as they did in the way that they did during the fight scene if you were feeling that level of impact. That'd be tough. Right. I'd be like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm not playing that. Like, he picked him up by his legs and just smashed his body into the ground. Not doing that. So, right. And. They're like, oh, but don't worry. At the end of the round, like all the damage goes away, and you start fresh again. So you see all these bruises and all these cuts like disappear. And so it's like it's a really cool version of the game. And then what's very interesting about this particular episode is the fact that they start fighting, and then the first time the the, the music producer friend kisses Anthony Mackie in the game. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie's like, uh, gotta go bite. <laughs> and bounces. Yeah. At and first he's like, the- you know, cool. Then he's like, what What the hell? Because, like, I think there's the re- the realization for him. It's like, you know, you're seeing this woman who's, a, you know, the attractive um, 
female avatar again he's right. playing from the first he his first person perspective is coming from this dude who is not him but for as far as he can see and tell you know when you're like think when you think about yourself as you right you, you don't see your face you can see your peripheral like through your peripherals you can see your hands and legs but at the end of the day he can probably still think of himself as being anthony mackie um but he's seeing this attractive woman across the way and he you know he kisses her and it's like oh you know this is you know, she's an attractive woman. He's still, you know, he's, then he's like, wait a minute. Like, first of all, this is weird because A, it feels like I'm cheating on, on, on my wife, but B, that person is being controlled by my best friend, who's a dude. Who's a dude. And so first time happens, you're like, oh, you're right. Kind of into it for a second because you're like, oh, like, you know, it's a, uh, it's uh, this is like beautiful woman that's in the game. Yeah, and then she's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Can't, can't do this." Yeah, logs off. Rock set, by the way. Rock set. Yeah. Um. And the what's the music producer's guy's name? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yaya Abdul Mateen. But no, in oh, the in the show, Dave. Or Dave. Oh, no, 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 it's a uh, Carl. Carl. I don't Carl? know why I thought it was Dave. Yeah, Carl. Because every time Dave. it was like Carl's online, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Carl. And what's Papa Duck's character? Uh, his character is Danny. Carl and Danny. So then Carl starts texting Danny like, yo, like, my bad, my bad. Sign back on. Yeah. And then Danny's like, They're yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I was drunk last night. Like, I was drunk last time, you know, still a little drunk from the from the birthday party. And the other dude's like, yeah, yeah, Jokes. me too. Right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they don't even uh, fight. They don't even get to the fighting part. Right. The first time for sure. No, no. This time when they launched. Well, well, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, so they start fighting or like they're about to, they're about to fight again. Like, oh, you know, let's, yeah. just, let's just keep playing. And then they, this time they have sex. Right. Yep. They have sex a second time. And then what's interesting is it's like they're like cuddling in the game um, after they're after they've finished, and Danny goes to Carl like, "Hey, what's it like having you know what's it like being a woman in this?" And what's funny and I think very insightful is that Carl is like the the perfect dude in that situation because <laughs> man, it's just like good but so much better. And it's like, yeah, that that makes sense for like yeah, how a like, guy would. He's like, how, how he would like describe it. Like, dude, it's just like better, man. <laughs> he's like, as a guy, it's like a solo, like it's like a guitar solo, but yeah. as a woman, he's like, it's like an orchestra. That's how he described it. It's like, it's like you couldn't like speak like a normal human being in this moment right here. You got it. What I think but, is uh, really interesting is like considering. So I was I was finding myself thinking about this after or like during the episode. I thought so. If you remember USS Callister, uh, Fat Matt Damon, he he programmed the. We gotta stop disrespecting that man. I know. All right, all right. My bad. I'm gonna look him up right now. I'll tell you what his name. Okay. I'll tell you what his name is in a moment. So, um, so Callister, he because I think that was his name. He uh, he programmed the characters to not have any like genitalia or anything like that. So there was just like you know on their bodies, it's. I don't even think they showed it, but like, just imagine like a Barbie or Ken doll. Like that's kind of what right, their bodies right. were like. It's like a nub. Yeah, exactly. It's a and smooth so over nub. I think it's really interesting that, that not only do the programmers decide to leave that in, like the physical, the physical uh, features in, but they allow these characters to have sex with each other. Like you could do whatever you want during this time period where you're supposed to be fighting, you know, like this had to have been programmed in and it had to have been a conscious decision for them to say, yeah, yeah, we're going to let people do whatever they want to do. Exactly. And for it to like feed those synapses to his body, to his brain, not to his body, but to his brain to make him feel like that female orgasm is just really interesting. Right. Like it's a fighting game. So like you said, yeah. anatomically correct, physiologically correct. And you're able to just like, I thought the fighting game had like timed rounds exactly right like right. 59 seconds or whatever it is 60 seconds yeah it's like, it's like what do you guys do? like how is this still happening anyways uh not really uh important to 
working at hand. And then they start doing it, like, more often. And you see, like, you know, they, uh, they're they doing it on, like, different maps. It's always the same character, but different maps. And the... Oh, uh, Fat Matt Damon's what? engaged to uh, Kirsten Dunst. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesse Plemons, by the way, is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse Plemons from Friday Night Lights fame. Oh, yeah. Who is he? What's his name again? Landry? I don't know. Landry, because yeah, Landry's uh, Matt Saracen's that. friend. Yeah, exactly. I completely forgot about that. I remember him from Breaking Bad, the kid who shot that little the little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not Fat Matt Damon. Yes. Jesse. Uh, Jesse Plemons. But, anyways. Uh, where was I? Um, so, yeah, they, they ended up starting doing it more and more. Yeah. Uh, and at a certain point... Uh, Carl, right? No, like, Dan- no Danny. Danny. Danny's like, no, we can't do this shit no more, man. Like, uh, not even quite yet. It wasn't even then. He didn't. No? he didn't call it out until his wife called him out. Oh, when his wife was like, "Why don't you like touch me anymore? You don't like yeah, desire me like, anymore." That was, that was kind of the big deal, right? Like, because the, they had. I don't remember if they actually talked about the act or or is this cheating? I think Carl had said something like, "It's basically just like porn, right? Like, it's not real." Um, yeah. But at some point, it's like they're they're doing this every single night, and you, they even show the point where he's like in the office and he barricades the door behind him so that way no one can come in and see him. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's at work. He's like in a he's like in a meeting at work, and he's a, you can like already see Anthony Mackie or or Danny is getting very kind of distant. Like he seems to kind of be in his own head a lot of times, and so he gets a text from his wife, and she's like, "I got a babysitter tonight." And he go and he, what, I, I can't believe he responded he with this. For what? He goes, why? <laughs> and she's like, wedding anniversary, thanks, jerk or whatever it was. Right. Um. And so after that, they go to dinner. But she's at the bar. He's running late, and and a guy hits on her. Like a guy's like, oh, can I buy you a drink? Which is similar to how the 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 episode starts, where Anthony Mackie walks up to her, and they you know they fake like they don't know each other, and he he offers to buy her a drink. And so she shows the ring and the guy's like super apologetic about it. But, um, you know, they have dinner and that's when like, at the end of dinner, right before dessert, she's like, is something going on? Like, cause you don't touch me anymore. We, we haven't had sex in weeks or months, at, I guess at this point. Right. Um, you know, you, you're off. You're just like constantly in your own head. Like what's going on? And he's just adamant that nothing is happening. And it's after that where he goes back to Carl and is like, we're done. It's got to be a, a clean break. We're not doing it ever again. And he like you know packs everything up and puts it in like the back of his if his closet. Right. And then you see Carl like go through like all these phases, um, where like you can just tell that like he's not he's not good. He's changing. He gets a cat. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. He and was then- seeing a girl too. Even like throughout this whole period, he was seeing a girl, but he he was finding himself and I kind of like still found that it was a bit of a commentary on like how porn, um, how, how porn can affect men where he just didn't seem interested in actually having sex in real life. He just wanted to get back into this virtual game and do his thing there. And so they're, you know, they're, they're at it one night and all of a sudden he just like, he like hops off and he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen for me. Like I'm too tired or whatever it is. And this woman is, is, you know, not his wife. So I guess a little more like whatever. I don't really care as long as I get mine. So she's like, okay, you know, do, do you, I'm going to do me. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely affecting him because now he's lost his, his, uh, his partner in this, um, in this ordeal. And, uh, Danny's like, you know, he's trying to get back and, and rekindle his thing with his wife. And, and also we should have mentioned, I guess we forgot um, his wife, whose name is Theo, she wanted a baby. Like they were trying, they were supposed to be trying to have another baby. Because at this point of the show, when the show, when we pick up with them, you know, when uh, they're living in the suburbs or whatnot, at his first, at his thirty eighth birthday party, they have a five year old son, and so they're trying to have a second child. And she's getting frustrated as well because it's like I thought we were in this together. I thought we were on the same page. Now you're not even like touching me at night. You're not, you're like I don't. You don't kiss me. And so it's not until he puts this game away that they're finally able to get back on the right road. 
And so at this point, we fast forward seven months after he kind of breaks it off with with uh, with Carl, and we see that that uh, Theo is pregnant. And at this point, I guess it's so. I guess he must have been doing this thing for like close to five months with uh, with Carl, because mm-hmm. it's seven months later and it's his birthday again when we pick up. Yeah, yep. And that's when the dinner happens. Yeah, and like Carl's like trying to like get it going on again. But you can tell there's like a there's like a hostile distance. Oh yeah, very much so. Right, and then Danny yeah. texts Carl. Well, Theo doesn't like pick up on it at all. No, she does. Well, yeah, she doesn't. But like, well, she's like, can, she's like, well, you can tell. Well, when you're watching the conversation. Way, she's like, t- she's carrying the conversation. She keeps like, oh, remember that one time where we did this, we did that, and they kind of just like, haha, yeah, I remember that. And then she's like, oh, what about this time we did this? So it's like it's very much a there are three people there, but only one person is really talking, and the other two are. I mean, Carl, I guess, is not as awkward about it as Danny is, but they're not really connecting and having a conversation so much as she's just like, oh, remember this one time? Remember that one time? And it's like when she goes to get the dessert that Carl's like, yo, meet me in the game. I know you had, I know you're not getting it as good as you did in the game. I know you're trying to get with Roxette again and all this and this and that. And, and, and Danny's just like very adamant. No, I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. So he's and- like, you know, meet me at midnight, right? Right. And they both drive nice cars. No, no, they go into the game again. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go into the game. He's like, meet me in the game at midnight. And it's like 11.59. Danny's laying in bed. He looks at his clock and it goes to midnight and he puts his phone down. Then he just gets up, goes back to the game, and then they have sex again. And that's wow. and that's when, when uh, Roxette or Carl tells tells uh, Lance or Danny that that uh, she loves him or he loves him. And that's when... That's when uh, that's when Papa Doc or Danny is like, like what, what? And so he exits the game and texts him. Was like, yo, meet, meet me at this place in real life okay. in 30 minutes. Yeah, You've watched this a little bit uh, <laughs> closer than, than I did. I watched so. it yesterday morning. Yeah, yeah. So then what's interesting about this is like they, you know, they, 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 they make like they're about to fight. And then he goes, uh, Papa Doc, Anthony. Jesus. No, uh, you got them all right. You got it every single time. Papa Doc, Dan- Anthony, and Danny. Yep. Danny uh, is like, all right, no, 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 no. Like, give me a, give me a second. I gotta know if this is real or not. Um, and so they kiss in real life. Yeah, he's like, because he's basically just like, you know, he says that he loves him, and in the game, and he's like, like, what the hell is going on right now? Because, because right. Danny's very much like. I love my wife. I want to be with my wife. I don't want any of this. Like, I'm not cheating. I'm like, we're not, we're not messing around or whatever it is. And Anthony and, uh, and so he's like, I need to know like, what is really going on? Is, is it really that, that I want to be with my best friend with Carl or is it really just the game and we just get each other sexually and that's it. Yeah. And so that's why he's like, I want to like kiss me. I want to know, I want to know, like, are, like, am I gay? Are we gay? Like, what's going on? And that's kind of where that's kind of where it goes from there. And so, they're both like, "Oh yeah, nothing." Like, I don't feel anything. But so Carl's like, "All right, cool. Now let's go back into the game world now and keep going." And and Danny's like, N- "Like, what is wrong with you?" No, the whole point of this was to see whether or not there was any point in continuing this. And we both just said that there's nothing, there's nothing there. So why are we going to continue doing this? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then, all right, we'll walk us through to the end. All right. Yeah. So, so at that point, um, Danny's just getting frustrated, and he he's just like, like, why can't we be on the same page with this? And so he starts pushing, he starts pushing Carl, and Carl is like, you know, you know, stop pushing me. And uh, they and they start fighting, and as they're rolling around the ground fighting each other the cops roll up and so they they both get arrested and uh all of a sudden theo danny's wife gets a call at like you know 2 a.m or whatever time it is and it's like your husband is down at the station so she's got to go pick him up so she drives up to the station picks him up and they're on the car driving back home and she's like so you know like i i knew you guys weren't okay at dinner i didn't say anything but like you know what the hell's going on with you two because as far as she knows they haven't communicated in the in the in the past year, so leading up to this or on this this next birthday, this most recent birthday that he just had, or I guess it's the same day, um, 
she had gotten him like a bar of chocolate for his birthday. And unlike the previous year where they threw him a big party, invited all of his friends, um, she surprised him this year with just a one-on-one, with a two-on-one dinner, you know, just the three of them, the old roommates. And, um, and she, she was unaware that they had communicated at all within the last year. And so she's like, you know, what, what's going on? And so right before he tells her, you know, it, it cuts to the next scene, but he does tell her because at that point it, it, uh, it fast forwards what a full year, I guess at this point. And, um, they're, yeah, do- I think so. yeah, they're doing another, um, another like party, I guess a birthday party for him. They had their baby. So that presumably the baby is about like two or 10 months old at this point. And the other child is, is, uh, like six or seven. And, um, she gives him a little box for his birthday gift and he takes a box out and he gives it to her as well. And she tells him, I expect it back by morning. And he goes yours as well. And he opens his box and it's the little, um, the little piece that puts him into the virtual reality world that he puts to his temple. And her box is a, uh, a jewelry box for a ring. And so we see, we see Danny entering the game world again and we see Carl who's playing with the cat that he got when he was distraught about this whole situation. He's entering the game world as well, presumably for the two of them to continue their sexual affair. And we see on the, uh, the calendar, it's like, you know, July 15th or whatever the day was, it was like marked off. Like this is the day that they get, because at one point in the past, Carl was trying to reason with Danny to say, okay, we're not going to do this every day. Let's do this, you know, just from time to time. Like, you know, like the first Monday of every month or whatever it was. And so I guess what the the um, the discussion must have been with Danny and Thea was, okay, once a year on your birthday, I'm going to allow you to go into this game world and do your thing with Carl, but I want to be able to go out once a year as well on that same day, and you know have a you know meet whatever guy I want and do whatever I want with him. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was kind of the agreement, it seems, because she was getting, you know, all dressed up and everything and going out. And presumably that's what she, that's what she ended up doing. You know, she kind of looks over across the bar and sees a different guy who is interested in her and walks over and buys her a drink. That's how the episode ends. So, what's interesting, and I think the the, the biggest takeaway is the gender not only gender fluidity that the episode introduces as a concept in like a very tangible way, but also uh, sort of like sexual orientation and like the more Freudian, like hazy, uh, what's it called? Uh, like sliding scale that you're on. Right? Yeah. Like I think Freud, no, all right, I don't read, right? So it's <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> I read a lot, just not about this. Um, the idea is that uh, Freud believes that nobody is just one thing. Uh, Freud believes that you're on a sliding scale of things from like predominantly heterosexual, like uh, rarely or maybe not so much homosexual all the way to the other side. Now, granted, it's just one scale. No one's saying it's the only scale. We're just using that as a scale, right? Uh, and the idea that you know, what does a fully realized AR, VR world mean to us moving forward, right? Because these are two uh, traditionally uh, heterosexual guys who've been friends, right? Like, really good friends, living right. together, roommates. Right. And as um, far as we ever saw, there was never any type of any type of inkling that this, that they were any that at all sexually interested in one another. Right, right, right. And now you come to find out that in the game, somebody has basically a fully realized, uh, you know, avatar of the opposite gender. I guess like sick gender, I guess is the right way to say it. Is that the right way to say it? Like sick gender. Cis. 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 Uh, I guess, I guess in that case, it must be trans for him because... Well, he's but he's okay. not. But though. for him, yeah, for right because so it's her, in the yes. world. Her, yes, she is. You know, same, same, like yeah, sis. You see what I mean? It's complicated. I think it's really interesting thinking about it from Carl's point of view, especially if you think about it from Danny's point of view. It seems very much like he is because he they never once tried different characters. So, 
as far as we ever saw, it seems like Danny was very much attracted to the character Roxette, the the female avatar. And, you know, for him, it was, you know, he's always hearing her voice, seeing her, her body. And for him, it was like, okay, this is very much the same as what I'm interested in in real life. So if you think about it in terms of like Freud, like you were, you were just like we were discussing, we could think of Danny as being on that, that far end of the, that extreme, you know, the very hetero. But if we think about Carl, he may be a little further along. He might be somewhere in that middle. I wasn't fully convinced when they kissed and he was like, no, nah, I don't feel anything because I feel like he was trying to just say whatever it took to, to have Danny. He was lying to himself, I feel like. I feel like lying to himself, but also lying to Danny so that Danny, because I think he may have thought if like he, I don't know, like I don't think he really was interested in anything in real life. I think he really was looking for this thing in this game. Um, I think that is, it's interesting because because from Carl's point of view, he was always looking at a man in this game you know it was the man that he was kind of attracted to mm-hmm. sure um, he talked about how he went and tried but like it it also wasn't even just about that though right it was like you it's the specific person playing that character because he was he was saying how he spent the last seven months leading up to this next sexual encounter that they had um right before leading up to that fight he was like you know i went into this game i tried it with with everybody I, I, you know, all these online forums, he met up with different people, tried it with the different characters, did it, you know, with more than one person. He's like, nothing was ever what it was with you. So I was like, what is it about, what is it about Danny? Cause it, you know, if you put somebody else in, in, uh, in the character Lance, they just weren't doing it for him. Yeah. Uh, I just, well, I mean, it's probably the, how do I, how do I put this? I feel like it's technology like that would make it certainly more uh, possible and feasible to be like way more empathetic about what it's like to be the opposite sex. Yeah. Right. And. Hmm. I feel like you can even get a similar experience just by like, you know, pretending to be the opposite sex in like an online form or whatever. Like hop on Reddit and try to cl- and claim to be and claim to be a woman, or um, what were those? What, what were those? Um, was like chat roulette or something way back in the day? Oh, where yeah. you would, you would, you would have like text chats with other people. I can't remember if it was chat roulette or Omegle. I know there were the two of them. One of them was a webcam, and one of them was just typing. And I feel like if if the one that we, where you were typing, it was easy to pretend to be whoever you wanted to be, and you can very much get an understanding of what it's like to be the opposite gender there because. I feel like if you were like, oh, you know, I'm a 20 year old female. All of a sudden, you know, you're just like releasing the floodgates. Yeah. And what's interesting is that they continued to do it with the sort of full realization of the wife. Where the wife now understands that like you and your best guy friend are playing this game to have sex with each other. And she was fine with it, which is like very progressive. Every everyone in this, everyone in this is pretty progressive. It is. It's a. It's a really. It's a really interesting like concept, because it wasn't. It's not really real. The, it's certainly not real. Like in terms of the act. Like so. So let's just get this straight. Get this straight really quickly though. Like the the physical act might not be real, but the they very certainly was emotionally and whatever else type of cheating on her that you want to call it. So I don't doubt that. But when I say it's not real, it's not they weren't physically doing anything with each other's bodies. But when you think about it, that she was okay with it, he was also okay with her going around and messing with other men in, you know, in real life. Like and and maybe he wasn't completely okay with it, but he felt it was worth it for this pleasure that he got out of that virtual experience once a year. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, besides the sort of interesting uh, gender and, you know, sexual orientation arguments that this episode spawns. Because in my mind, just like everyone, like the, it, nowadays it's, it's, I mean, we're certainly in like this transitional period where uh, gender identity is something that our generation is experiencing arguably for the first time. Right? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think our parents had to deal with like transgender identity politics 
as I, open as we've we've had to. Yeah, I would say certainly as open. I think I, I was just watching the Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres um, interview with uh, David Letterman on the Netflix yep. show, and I thought it was really interesting. I mean, you kind of like think think to what it's like in our world now, and even like going back to and this is weird to, for me to say, but like Twenty One Jump Street. If you remember uh, Channing Tatum when he was in high school, which was supposed to be like five or ten years prior, the things that people found funny and okay, like gay jokes, calling somebody gay, um, when he was going back undercover, people were were, um, were mad at him for trying to call somebody gay. Like make that like that's not that's not funny. It's really interesting how the times have changed and shifted. So when when Ellen came out in was it ninety five or ninety six, I think that that it was. She she couldn't find work for years. Like her her show got canceled. It wasn't until uh, finding Dory where she actually got something decent. But even the pay for that was not that great. And it was it was what like how long she be how long she been on the air now? I think it was like a few years after that when she got her um her talk show. But thinking about that, I mean that that was that was the 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 concept of homosexuality, which I think a lot more people are a lot more open about discussing. But when we think about like gender identity, that's something that's a little, it's not as, it's not as easily discussed right now, but certainly back then, I think it was a little bit more taboo than, or maybe just as taboo as homosexuality was. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, beyond all that, right? Here's a question that's a little bit more tangible. Is it cheating? Yeah, it is. I I would say- <laughs> At what moment did you come to that realization slash uh like this uh, sort of your stance that this is cheating? I don't think it took me very long, but it's also like it's it's not something that I haven't like thought about before either, you know? In well this, like what well, where this- in the uh where in the episode were you like, Oh don't do this is cheating. Like where did he cross the line? Yeah. Uh, uh so it, it escalated really quickly, right? So like the, it went from it went from like the kiss in in one night to the next night just full on sex, and then it was like this constant thing after that, like every night, for however long it was. Um, Wikipedia claims it was weeks, but I'm not sure if it was longer than that. Um, I think it's uh, like I don't uh, in terms of like where that threshold was it was certainly like i think the, i think the kiss itself could have been like a i don't know i don't know what i would call it um but i guess that certainly was it because like it's it's hard to call it like if it happened in real life right if the kiss happened in real life i'd be like oh yeah you know you you know what's going on but in this virtual environment it's it's weird but i don't know like i don't really know how to, i don't really i don't really know what to call it because in that moment, I don't know if he really saw himself as this video game character so much as he just saw this attractive woman who was walking towards him and and seemingly wanted to, I guess, not walking towards him. They were rolling around or whatever it was that they were doing. Um, I just, I think for them, easily, it was when they had sex. But I, I just think that the entire thing, like even if they weren't having sex, even if they were like going in there and imagining... It was a um, USS Callister-like situation where there was it was all censored, but they were you know doing other stuff. Whether it was like super, like emotional talking to each other. Like if imagine just like talking to somebody online. If you're if you're like talking if you're texting some woman across the world, very sexual things, and you have a zero intention of ever meeting with each other. I still think that's cheating, because you're. You know, again, even if you're not physically trying to do something, you're now like you're you're emotionally becoming detached from the person that you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That that you know, the only person that you're supposed to be having those types of conversations with. There's an intimacy. Yeah, exactly. And and like we saw with Danny, it's like, oh, he's become very detached. He's not touching her anymore, which he was doing previously, like earlier in the episode. They're not just doing those romantic things anymore. And so, at some point, it's like, okay, well, in real life. I, I think this would I think I think it emulates what would happen or what does happen in real life when people engage in these like online only relationships with other people you just you become detached because you're now thinking about this other person um, whether you, again whether you ever t- intend to see them or not in in real life 
you're not you're no longer being completely intimate with the person that you're supposed to be exclusive to gotcha well uh so the kiss for me was not the point that i felt was cheating yeah and it's and honestly it wasn't even the sex the first time oh really i think where it i mean it was definitely not right yeah and you know what it it is cheating i (laughs) know i think it is cheating but the thing that made it the most like like unforgivable unforgivable maybe unforgivable i don't know i think the part where we really felt like oh like uh danny's like we're losing him you know we're we're, we're losing danny to this is when he's at the office he's texting carl and he says like he's about to type xo oh yeah i forgot about that part right he's about to say to xo and i was like oh there's an emotional intimacy here now that he is not having with his wife and he's in fact taking it away whatever little bit of emotional intimacy this guy has is now being taken away from the relationship he has with his wife to Carl. What's also interesting, though, is that they incepted this idea uh, with Danny sort of being on the edge uh, with, like, how... Like, there was two distinct shots of Danny staring at women uh, that weren't his wife. I don't remember. I remember the, one. I'm not sure if I remember the second one. There was a second one. I forget. Uh, I forget where, but I definitely remember two being like the first was like, oh, interesting. And then when they did it again, I go, really? Like he really <laughs> felt the need to do it twice. Yeah. Uh, I really felt like they were like really striking home. Was it the site. same woman, or was it like two different instances? I or, think it was two different instances. Okay. I, so I remember at the very beginning, after we fast forwarded like eleven years, and he was married, and we're at his birthday, he's um, he's like introduced to a woman that he hasn't that he's friends with from the past, and she introduces him to her boyfriend. And at some point, she like walks away to to go like talk to one of her, I guess her kid or something like that, and she's like crouched down, and her her um her jeans are like dropped a bit. And so I guess what was it like you could see her her like the top of her butt crack, I guess. Yeah. And so he's kinda like looking at her, like her lower back or whatever it was. He's like no, and no he's no, just no, like no, staring. Dude, dude, dude. He has completely lost <laughs> he's, himself. He's left it. And he he, dude, he's manning the grill at a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Unforgivable. How, how you gonna burn the burgers? How you gonna burn burgers, dude? In and she of, like caught like, him too. Like Dude, she like turned around nope, and like good. stood up immediately, and he kind of like, like the, looked away as if he was looking off into the distance. Dude, that's the episode of uh, Seinfeld where oh, yeah. they're both staring at the producer's yeah. daughter's cleavage, cleavage and Sherry Seinfeld's like, "Dude, it's like staring into the sun. Exactly, you do it you, little bits. You take a glance, you look away. You take a glance, you look away. You don't just stare." Because right. Jerry Jerry tapped George and was like, "Yo, look at that," and George looked and he just like. He, his his jaw dropped and he was just drooling and the dude's like get a good look Costanza yeah um so that's to me like the when we I felt like it was like the nail in the coffin yeah I, maybe I, maybe that's a better way to say it like the nail in the coffin of you know what um yeah we've lost you yeah I mean I so I hear you I definitely I definitely feel like okay that was like at that point, the fact that he's even considering saying it is very much a, okay, this is a level, like, to me, that was like, you've taken it to the next level of cheating, where it's like, oh, you're you're ready to start a relationship with this other person that you've been messing around with. Like, you had this physical thing going with each other, but all of a sudden now, it's like, oh, now you have this emotional connection where you seem, where they, they clearly seem to get each other. And whether that was just sexually or what, because like, we're not privy to the conversations that we're having, that they were having um during that period of time but we just know that they they were just sleeping together every single i guess having sex with each other every single night for a period of time and it's like okay at this point now you're now you're trying to take it to a a level beyond um it's not just it's not just like oh it was just sex because it wasn't there was something else going on sure uh and so that was a big moment for me. Uh, I also found it interesting that, you know, he certainly told uh, his wife about yeah. what was going on. And then the, I guess, is it, I don't know if response is the right word, but the next step that they took as a couple 
was to say, all right, well, I'm not going to stop you from doing this. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm going to do is make it so that we have an understanding uh, that you will engage in this behavior and I will ga- engage in a similar behavior. Yep. And I found that to be an interesting way to, to address it. I guess it's very progressive. It's certainly progressive. It certainly opens up to the idea that they've they've gone from a very traditional relationship style mm-hmm. to a much more open relationship style. And what's yeah. interesting is it didn't seem like they uh, the relationship suffered in any way. Yeah, as far as we could tell, right? Right, because they. I were, did think that was interesting. Right, there was still a very strong sense of intimacy, especially when they're like uh handing each other the little box saying oh you yeah. know i expect to get this by the end of the night like oh you as well right and it, it didn't it wasn't said with malice exactly or... they like hugged and kissed before right and then she gives to him like you know happy birthday mm-hmm. so yeah you're very right about that there was no like there was no there was no malice there was nothing that seemed like they were dissatisfied with their current situation it seemed like they were in fact perfectly fine with it What's yeah? What's interesting is they decided to do it once a year. Yeah, I still wasn't sure if it was once a year, if it was once a month, but I felt like it was a year based on the fact that it seemed like it was his birthday. So, how do you decide that you're going to do it once a year? Dude, there's got to be some some tough conversations. I don't know, man. These uh. Like, I mean, I, I guess, I guess same ways, I guess the same way that people in open relationships have these conversations. I don't think that like, if you're in an open relationship, I don't know if there's necessarily no rules, you know, go out and do whatever you want to do. Um, almost the way that we see it being portrayed in, I shouldn't say like, like as if this is all of them, but when we saw like an insecure, the tall dude with, um, with Molly, Mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah no my wife is cool with this you know she's got no problem with it and molly's like i i don't think i'm fine with that right um, i feel like there's got to be some rules when it comes to this this type of thing it's like okay you can be you can be doing stuff but like i don't know if i necessarily want you going around with somebody that you are going to be building a uh a, like a, a really strong emotional atta- emotional attachment to because before you know it it's, it's going to be like oh you want to marry them too Right. I think it's certainly requires uh, like an understanding from everybody involved to be like, yeah. what are the lines? And I think right. that just speaks to this need to have like really open communication with your partner. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they just said this story. Uh, there was just a big study done that like couples that are more open with each other, communicative with each other, and transparent with each other yeah. uh, with regards to their physical relationship, the physical aspects of a relationship, uh, the, I guess physical intimacy uh, of a relationship. Like, they can be, like, way happier because everyone uh, sort of having their needs met. Yeah. And what this episode speaks to me about is this, you know, this shared idea that, you know, you technology, especially in, like, the breaking, uh, the breaking bad, uh, the uh, Black Mirror world, there's technology that we have no idea uh, what could be, what it could become. And a very interesting connection that I have is like, you remember that movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? Yep. You remember when uh, Scarlett Johansson's like AI character hired that one girl to be yeah. the physical manifestation of her? Yeah. So. So a question, like a theoretical question I have is, imagine you're with your partner, right? And your partner knows that, like, you have a certain thing for a certain kind of person. And so if you were to wear, like, the similar, what is the thing called? Um, Not a rabbit, but a, like a... Uh, I don't even think it was necessarily called that anymore, but the cookie was what it was. We'll just call it a cookie. We'll call it a cookie. Okay. Um, Imagine, like, your partner allows, you know... Uh, puts the cookie and hires somebody that looks like some uh, a kind of person you're interested in and then the cookie and while you have your cookie on like the it's almost like your partner's impersonate like you get to hear your partner's right. voice come out of the real life a human right in front of you like that's what black mirror sort of introduces as a concept like now what and, like it, it really forces you to come to 
like an understanding and like it really pushes the boundaries presses up against the boundaries like how you understand things because so, we've never had to really deal with this kind of stuff so when you mentioned that that's actually where i thought the show was going when it ended when she gave him the box and he gave her a similar so size too. box to her i was like and they were showing uh carl with the cat and how he just looked depressed and stuff i thought they were going to show and i'm sure plenty of people thought this i thought they were going to show him giving her the virtual reality thing and vice versa and they were going to go into the game and she was going to play as the character that uh carl typically plays as and he was going to play as a character that he normally plays as and it was going to be the two of them and then it turned out oh no she's going out on her own doing her own thing now when you had mentioned this like the communication thing i think it's interesting to consider was she, i wonder how honest and truthful she was being with the men that she was supposedly meeting and having these whatever one night stands with because like is it fair to that person on this out on the like you know there's obviously three people who are who are involved in this in this situation they have an agreement to do this but the fourth person who she's bringing into it do they know and are they going to be okay with it and especially if it's like a one night stand thing do you even bother does she bother explaining it does she just like take them home sleeps with them and then just ghosts them forever yeah who knows <laughs> honestly dude honestly who knows i think it would be interesting seeing I wouldn't want to see a whole episode from her point of view, but I would be interested in just kind of getting a little bit more of what what was going on with her, like what was going through her mind. And she had mentioned at that dinner when she exploded and was accusing him of cheating um, or like asking if he was cheating. She was like, you don't think I've thought about this? Like I've gone out, people have off, have hit on me. And like, right. of course, I've thought about it. I always say no, because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what you do. Um so it seemed like for her, it's like, okay, they did have this level of conversation where it was, okay, well, this is something that she is interested in. Is is she actually interested in in acting on that? And I guess they were able to come to some type of compromise when it came to it. I, I do wonder how okay they really were with the situations or did they just both feel like they were getting, did they both feel like they were getting the uh, the bigger stick, if you will? Like he was happier with her situation than she he felt that she, that she was, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all really good questions. It's uh, it was my favorite one because it, honestly, and not to sound weird, because I'm talking to you about this, but like it made it felt most. I felt very like empathetic towards the world that this was creating, mm. and this yeah. idea that like yeah, dude, you and I play video games all the time. That's how we got close. Or used to. <laughs> well, right. I mean, you've left me for real life stuff. I don't like a baby. Whoa, or whoa, 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 whoa. Again. I'm not All hurt. Right, whatever, You're man. hurt. Um, no, but this idea that like you and I became close via uh, video games. Yeah. Uh, and like, what would it be like uh, for us to play games that are not like striking vipers, but like, you know, 10 years from now? You know, we go to a birthday party for one of us and we give each other this thing. Like, Yo, listen, man, yeah. Call of Duty with this, unreal. Or like Battlefield, right. unreal. And like, you know, what? how does that affect our, like, for example, for example, do you think that playing a game like Battlefield, right, where you and I are on the same side, usually on the same team, and we're shooting people playing these very violent games, mimicking mm. these like war experiences does that bring us closer if like you and i because it does i don't even know how they control the game because they're like, sitting there like it's almost like they're comatose yeah but i actually was just thinking about this for a moment i think it is going to be it's going to be like that episode was at 99.8 i think they're literally making digital copies of themselves of their consciousness and they're uploading it into this computer i think that's basically what's happening and so like uh jesse plemons i think was his name I think his consciousness was forever uploaded into that video game, into the uh, Star Trek uh, universe, and his physical body is left behind because he's uploaded, like his conscious, like not just uploaded, but like but like moved his consciousness over to a server, and then after he's done playing it, it moves back. I think that's basically what's happened to these guys. They've basically moved their consciousness over to these digital characters, and then they're going to move them directly back once they're finished to their normal bodies. Um, and and like just like San Junipero, I think it's basically like that. But they now have a way of doing it, you know, just on the fly. San Junipero is like, okay, we can do this, you know, once every now and again to just to trial, do a trial period. But right. it's got to be a permanent thing eventually. Um, I think this is just like that, but much more temporary. 
So, like, you know, what if, what if you and I are caught in a thing, like in Battlefield, where it's so real? Oh, yeah. You and I are like, there's actually, like, real fear in this, because, like, I don't know, we're old. And Exit game, man. Is, like, Exit but you know game. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I do. What if it's one of those things where, like, we play a horror game, you know? And we're, oh, like, trying to... Right, we're trying to get out of like something, and the monster chasing us. Like, does that bring, does that like bring our relationship to a newer or deeper, like level of intimacy that you and I playing couch co-op, yeah, or some shit like that, just frankly cannot do. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a. Uh... That's what I was thinking about when I was watching the show. It's like you know, yeah. what are the, uh, what sort of the closer, uh, like. Uh, what's it called? Like application to what we have nowadays. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's honestly one of my more favorite episodes. I can say that. Like, it's just I just felt like it was very true to like um, a a realer life experience. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I hear you. Um. Yeah, there there's some episodes that really that I really do enjoy um, for not even necessarily just the content, but I really think the technological um, like advancements or the technology that they introduced into these episodes is really like thought provoking. When I was thinking about like and and a lot of times in this episode, I was thinking back to the episode where they were um, they were the military. I can't remember the name of the episode, and I don't think very many people care for this episode, but I thought it was really intriguing. The episode where they're in the military and he starts having those glitches when they were supposed to be um, eradicating the what they were referring to as roaches. It turns out that the roaches were people were just human beings who had some genetic like some undesirable genetic feature. And I say that in quotes and they had these uh, ocular implants and auditory implants that made it seem like these people that they were killing these, you know, men, women and children that they were killing. Um, were like zombies and right. and uh i felt like i feel like that that type of episode or that type of technology i feel like is a certainly a, a viable way where it would be it would be something that you would want to try to um introduce if you were in charge of the military it's like okay well we have a problem with people suffering from ptsd because we're asking them to do xyz but if you just made the enemy look like the obvious enemy like they were trying to come at you then you know maybe the people are maybe the soldiers are going to sleep a lot better at night i just like that that is an episode that i really i really liked and it wasn't necessarily just because of the content or the actual episode itself but i felt like the technology was really thought-provoking right absolutely absolutely that's like what makes uh black mirror so interesting it's like we got this idea of like what you know how does technology affect who you are and your relationship to the world and the people around you yeah i heard that the um the other two episodes aren't as good what did you think of them i haven't seen i really like the ashley o one okay uh that's the one with with yeah i was about to say with miley cyrus watch that i didn't even know she was in it like i think lena said it i was like wait what she's like yeah I still got. I still got to finish Turn Up Charlie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, definitely, definitely watch all of them. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I just watched it. I was like, oh man, that's really cool. Like just when immediately when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I would love not to play Striking Vipers per se. Although why not? But this idea that like, oh, like that kind of uh, technology is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, the USS McAllister. The, yeah. uh, the other video game one where the guy dies because it's like all of his like biggest fears. Yeah. Um, and so there's like all this stuff that's like, yeah, dude, like this is this is awesome. This is exactly like just like what we're playing nowadays, but like to the nth degree. Yep. And, and you can't, I mean, you gotta, like, I'm, I'm super, uh, I'm super intrigued by, by that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad you saw it so we could talk about it. Yep. Yeah, all right. All right, you you ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.